the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This program is sponsored by Walter Anderson Nursery. If you have a green thumb or have always wanted one, then get ready for Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery, hosted by Ken Anderson, along with David Ross, Mark Mahady, and George Allman. Garden Talk aims to introduce new ideas, help solve problems, and keep you up to date on the latest developments in the nursery and landscaping industry. Call in now with your gardening questions, 888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. Now, here are your Garden Talk hosts, Ken, David, Mark, and George. Good morning, San Diego. You're listening to Garden Talk here on KCBQ and KPRZ. I'm Ken Anderson along with David Ross, Mark Mahady, and George Allman. We're going to be here for the next hour talking to you about all kinds of stuff going on in your yard and garden. Good morning, guys. Good. Good morning. Good morning. It was a little foggy out at my house this morning. Not of mine. Clear as a bell? Is that what we say? as As a window? Clear as a window. It was a it was foggy up in Poway as I was coming down as well. Didn't get, didn't get foggy here till I got out of the val- Mission Valley up on the 805. I actually had to pull over and let the defroster work a little bit before I can continue. That's very sad. <laughs> yes. Nope. I was. Uh, it was beautiful out last night when I got home. I went for a quick hike up on Miller Ranch, and the crescent moon was up there, and twilight planes coming in to land at Lindbergh. It was gorgeous out last night. No fog. I don't think I went out last night. Yeah, Thursday no, night was beautiful. Yeah. Got to see the uh, the, rocket, the Falcon the launch from uh, yeah. Vandenberg. That was a very, very cool thing to see. Um, could have been a little darker. Would have been a little bit more impressive, but it was still a, still a good view. Have you reached out to them to change yeah, the time exactly. so you can see it? No, I have not. Okay. Why don't they? I, I think it would be worth a little extra fuel or whatever it would take to launch at twilight every time so that people would get more excited about it. You know, it's funny. I remember as a kid, it was very rare that you would see a rocket launch from... I've seen more rockets launched in the past two years than I have, than I ever did whole life. growing yeah. up. Uh, and I know they were launching them. Well, back, now you have the internet the telling you when it's happening. That's well, why. that's true. Yeah. So you have a little bit, little bit better idea of what's going on. That so. was a really nice launch, and they had a really long burn. And we had a beautiful view of it. And supposedly uh, there was a good view of the Starlink later after the launch, too. Well, I saw what looked like a Roman candle come down south of me, southeast of me. That was probably the booster. That was the booster coming down. Didn't it? Land in the Pacific? You think? I don't know if it landed in the Pacific or in the Gulf. Uh, in the if it went in the it, in the Gulf of Mexico. If it went into the, the Gulf, Gulf of Mexico, California. the Gulf of California. That would make perfect sense if that's where they. Yeah, I don't know. And I thought when we were because we watched it as well and we were listening to it, we were watching it on the on the 
phone as it was happening, and they said that it, the um, booster was going to recover in the, off the coast of California. Is what I thought they said. Now they could have said Baja California. I think it's usually I think it's usually well, off off the coast of Baja. The but. video I took shows it dropping a booster way west of me, mm-hmm. but right before it disappeared, and I hadn't been paying attention. Down low was that Roman candle, and it was in a totally. It would not have been the Pacific. Sure, I don't know. I am hmm. confused, but it was befuddled. It was nice. It was nice. And have you guys enjoyed the cold nights we've had this week? It's been chilling. Been yeah. Wonderful. It's been nice. Yeah. It has been nice, actually. Yes. You know how smart I am. Not very. Yeah. Last night, no, two nights ago, left the screen door or sliding glass door wide open, and so lots of blankets and slept well. Last night I used the same blankets, but because it was so cold, I didn't leave the door open. So I woke up in the middle of the night with a leg cramp, and I was hot. It was gross. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, let's see. What else do we have going on? We have classes today in uh, San Diego. It's going to be Innovative New Organic Pest Control with Tom Perkins. Our good friend Tom is coming down for that, and that's at 9 o'clock. At 9.30 in Poway, it's going to be How to Properly Plant Trees and Shrubs with Tyler Trimble from, what's the Backyard, name? Backyard Orchard. Fruit, yeah. Back, Backyard Fruit. Backyard yes. Fruit, yeah. San Diego. Um, you know, the, and properly planting is... 90%? It's 90%. Huge, yes. but, you know, and one of the biggest mistakes that people make is they plant things too deep. Correct. They bury the root ball under the ground. Right. And, Are you going to give them all the tips so they don't have to go to class? No, morning? I'm not going to give them all the tips, but that, that's, a, that's, a, that's a very uh, – Yeah, they build up too much, too much soil common. on the, on the yeah. trunk of the tree. It's a very yeah. common problem, yes. Yeah. We just did a return for some Gloriosa daisies, and the couple brought them in. They had – Bought six of them, but these two uh, were were dead. They were bad plants. And we went and looked at them, and they asked me what I thought happened, and I showed them because there was clearly a mark dirt. about two yeah. inches up the stem where it was rotted and where the dirt was, and they had planted it deep. And they said, oh, we better go check the rest of them. Yeah. So, Good yes. idea. Yeah. <laughs> hey, now. They uh, recognized it. They did not deny yeah. They were not. Deniers? Deep Plant deniers. Okay, good. <laughs> yes. You see, that doesn't That happen. is, yes. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, Halloween is coming up on Monday. And then we're in, and we're into November after that. Uh, Saturday, November 5th at 9 o'clock in the San Diego store. It's going to be Fall Color with Ryan. And at 9.30 in Poway, it's going to be Culinary Herbs with Farmer Roy from Cadence. From Cadence. At Poway Gardens. At Poway Gardens. Yes. So, um Roy, Roy always puts on a yes puts on a very good class. Uh, really nice one one of the nicest guys you'll ever meet too. And man, can he grow stuff? Stuff yeah. he it just amazes me the the stuff that he grows. Well, the quantity he gets out of a relatively yeah. small place. Is, yeah, right. Is it fair to say Roy is a book you should not judge by its cover? He, he is such a good guy. Yeah. Yeah, he really is. Okay. But yeah. looking at him you wouldn't know that, is that what you're that saying? That is correct. Oh, okay. That's I mean you just he just doesn't Yeah, if you're judge if you're judgmental, not that I and I'm certainly not, you know that. <laughs> I would <laughs> never judge a book by its cover. Of course. Uh, yeah. Um looking at the San Diego Botanical Garden Foundation website, uh to see what's going on. The um 
San Diego County Orchid Society is having their fall show and sale today and tomorrow in Balboa Park, Room 101. I would definitely stop in there. If you are in the Balboa Park area, you are going to see some neat stuff uh, that you don't normally see out and about. Um, and then when November rolls around, there's really nothing going on in no, it's pretty, the uh... Botanical Garden Foundation for uh, for the month of November. But um, in December... Uh, December 1st through the 4th, uh, December Nights is coming back. Oh, okay. So, which I think is the first time in three years in, yeah, that, like that. That, they've, that they have done that. So uh, take a look at that. That's going to be December 1st through the 4th. And uh, the Floral Society is doing their big thing in Room 101 at Casa del Prado. So did, that's did you, what. Did you see what's coming up this week in weather? gentlemen this week that's ending today this coming week Um, this coming week we're supposed to get a weather event as i we're gonna have a weather event and it's supposed to be cold dirt cold and wet how cold they're talking well i just was looking 12 to 18 degrees below normal temperatures seasonal norms yes and well they say one third to three quarters of an inch but that doesn't sound right to me so i'm gonna they're expecting Right now, one quarter to three quarters of an inch of rain west of the mountains. It's on Thursday, correct? Well, Wednesday, Thursday. Okay. Yes. Wow, that's and a, may, maybe that's a fair amount of that's a fair is. amount of rain. Yeah, yeah, yeah like it would be nice. I'm very excited. So definitely can use it. So your your winter fall and winter garden is in, and the rain will be <laughs> there to supplement your watering. The head of garlic that I got last this week, I have. I remember to take it away from the nursery. It's in the console of my car. Okay. So, I mean, that's... It's getting close. Yes. Progression. It's a progression. Driveway, yeah. Yeah. I'm making incremental progress. You know, speaking of weather, I was back in uh, upstate New York last week. Oh, it's a great place to be from. Oh, and and last week was a great time to be there when we, we flew into Syracuse on Wednesday, and it was it was cold by the time we got to the by the time we got to the hotel in Geneva. It was it was cold, but it warmed up. And for the after after Friday, I think it was the weather was in the the weather weather in the daytime was in the low seventies. Oh wow! It, it was okay. it was perfect. it was perfect. Yeah. And uh, I finally figured I now I get why people from back east say oh I miss the change of seasons because we were there. Perfect at the peak at the, of at change the, of seasons. At the peak of change of seasons, but the thing that and we always tell people, well, you know, you, well, you can get the cha- you can get fall color here in San Diego. Well, not like that. Not like not yeah. like that. And I, the key to that whole thing is you have to have a million acres of uh, deciduous fruit trees <laughs> all in one place to get the to get that effect. Full effect. Yeah, but it is it is spectacular countryside back there. And, and it, the other piece of that having growing up back there is there are a lot there are many more varieties of trees that give you fall fall fall, fall color mm-hmm. here we get Fo- foliage, i, I was going to say foliage but if fall f- color and here we have you know a liquid amber and some crepe myrtles yeah we you know, there they're just tons of trees we there. saw a huge um ginkgos i mean okay. massive ginkgos um maple trees um Lots and lots of oak trees. I mean, just the variety. The variety of trees was right. was just spectacular. It was it was amazing. The other thing that was amazing too is how much farmland there is back there. I mean, it's 
up around Geneva, which is on Lake Seneca, that's almost all there is is farmland. Uh, oh, a lot of a lot of vineyards too. Although I have to admit the 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 wine back there is not. It's nothing to write they have home a shorter, about. Shorter growing season, but that yep. that was the thing that we we were talking we were talking uh, to some of the people in the in the wineries, and they said, you know, it's it the wine is different because it's a shorter growing season, so they don't the the grapes can't build up the sugar content like they do out here, where they right. stay on the right. where they stay on the vine a lot why, longer. Why don't they just import their grapes then and make their wines back there from good grapes from California, like good people do? I maybe because trucking grapes across the country is probably not yeah, the right. most economical thing to do. But they make up do. for it in in milk and and apples. Yeah, we went we went to an um, we went to an Amish dairy and did a cheese and ice cream tasting where you get two samples of cheese that they make and two and you get to pick two flavors of ice cream that they make. And it was it was outstanding. It was really it's really a big good. dairy producing state. Yeah. The apples are incredible but it's, up there. Yes, it's it's just beautiful back there. It's absolutely beautiful. Is that is that why the first thing you did when you got back into San Diego was pick up your box of local wine because of the bad wine oh, back there? Yeah, well, that might have something to do with it. But there were a number of breweries too. We went to a few breweries, and they they make some halfway decent beer back there. And I think a lot of that has to come down to um, the quality of the water. The water, yeah, the, and the water back there is outstanding. So, well, you know yep, what they tap say. Tap water is good. You know yeah. what they say. It, they, it's the water. It's and a, a lot, and a lot more. more. That was hams, right? No, yes. that was Olymp. Was it an Olympia? That was Olympia, yeah. I think. Okay. okay. Sky blue water. Oh, from the land of sky blue water. Yeah. I think that's hams. But anyway, that could be. Sorry. <laughs> anyway, you're listening to Garden Talk here on KCBQ and KPRZ. We're going to be back with more right after this. Get your gardening questions answered by calling 888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. There is more Garden Talk on the way. Welcome back to Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery. Got a gardening question? Call 888-344-1170. 888-344-1170. Now, here's your hosts, Ken Anderson, David Ross, Mark Mahady, and George Allman. And we're back. With more garden talk here on KCBQ and KPRZ. It was hams. It was hams? The sky blue water? Yes. Oh. Uh, if you want to give us a call today, 888-344-1170 is the number. We would love to talk to you. Uh, potatoes are in. They made it from the land of sky blue waters in Montana. Almost the same. We have a lot of varieties. 18, 20, something like that. Very, very nice looking potatoes this year. They had a good growing season up there. Big potatoes. Yes. Yeah, so if you... Want to just skip just and go want to come in, skip the grocery store and want to come shop for potatoes? We we've, we've got a nice, we've got a nice selection of them at the at the, uh, I, at the store right now. It's one of those things where there are too many. Perhaps it's hard to decide which ones to to take. Get one of each. Don't keep uh, track and then do the same thing again next year. I'm already doing that. I have so many coming up that I don't know what they are. I guess you'll find it's, out when you start digging. We had a great crop last year. 
as we talked about, I think we talked about that last week. The potato, they're so easy to grow. They are. That's some, I have some friends that live in Scripture and group grow potatoes every year, and they, they get a ton of potatoes. Yeah, I did a really good job of growing them. I harvested them. And that was it? That was it. You didn't eat them? I saved them, <laughs> and then I'm going to plant some, and I'm going to eat some. I did eat a few, and they were delicious, but I was going to plant the rest, and they disappeared. <laughs> they melt. They do. <laughs> they, they do. <laughs> yes. So I didn't plant them. I'll get some more this year. Oh, for those of you that follow us on Facebook, we have to apologize. We have had a... An incident? An, an, a glitch. An, an issue with uh, our Facebook our Facebook page that we are working hard to try to rectify, and hopefully we will have it back up. Um, but now that's for the, the main nursery the main Facebook nur- page. The, the main, Garden Talk, this show's the, page yeah, is sh- still intact. The show's Facebook page is, is fine. The main page for the nursery is the one that's been having issues. Uh, so anyway, you can keep track of us. You can still keep track of us on the uh, on the garden talk pit. On the and, garden talk. And page. are they still allowed to just come shopping at the nursery? Oh yes. Okay. Yeah. That's highly encouraged. Okay. Yeah. Just want to make sure. Okay. Yeah. Um, what else onions. do we have going on? Onions. Onions. Yeah, we have a lot of a lot of onions in, and the onion starts, not onion sets, are are due the middle of next. Next, next week? Mo- next month. Next Which month. Which isn't two weeks. Late. A week. Late. They're shipping the week of the 14th or 15th of November. Okay. okay. And you had a late addition to the uh, yeah, Onion Starts, of, as I recall. kind of funny. I overheard a conversation. that We got a phone call from somebody who was looking for Texas Legend onions. <laughs> okay. And I said, sorry, no, we're not getting Texas Legend onions. We're getting these other four varieties. And don't ask me what they are because I can't remember them off the top of my head, and I'm looking for an email. But then later that day, I got a text from a customer friend of ours, and he was asking about Texas Legend onions. And I thought, two people in one day, we need to get onions. So I I added them to our order. So Texas Legend onions, Texas Grano onions, I think it's Red Creole and something else, but I will confirm that momentarily. And then I thought, hmm. So I texted back the person, did you call earlier this morning? And he (laughs) said, oh, yes, that was me. So the two calls came from one person, but he was in yesterday. He and I had a lovely conversation about that or just period in general. Yeah. So we're going to have legendary Texas sweet short day onions and the which, rest are all short day as well. Correct. Yes. Okay. Why don't you tell yeah. them about short day? Well, we've, we've I, done it before, but short, you know, onions for, what, and what, I'm not suggesting you tell them because you're not as tall as the rest of us. Oh, but no, just, that's fine. Yeah. Okay. I, I'm down here with the short day onions. Um, <laughs> Onions, the bulbs, in order to get the bulbs to form, you need what we call short-day onions, and they just perform better in less daylight hours. So up in Washington State, the larger big Walla Wallas and things like that grow up there, but those are long-day onions where they're more daylight hours. It's pretty simple. Oh, even David could understand Even it? David understands Thank the concept. Thank you, sir. Um, white Bermuda, Yellow Granix, Southern Bell, Red, Texas Super Sweet 101.5Y, and... Texas, Texas legend. legend. And you still can grow the long day onions down here. You just don't typically get the larger bulbs. And they will still bulb. They'll still bulb. But right. the best ones for here. Short day. Short day. Short day. Okay. Very good. Uh, if you want to give us a call, 888-344-1170 is the number. We're going to go to the phones right now. We're going to go talk to Dallas Escondido. Good morning, Dallas. How are you? Good morning. How are you guys? We're doing well. What can we do for you? Well, I was wondering if a person buys a house in this area, 
and let's say it's, uh, you know, Forest Ranch, Rancho Santa Fe, Poway, do you have like an overall design service where you say, look, guys, I just want a complete layout. I want suggestions on what trees to grow, what plants to put in this area. Do you have that kind of an overall design approach within and we can give you we can give you advice and give you uh, give you recommendations for specific things. As far as an overall design is concerned, we closed our design office back in two thousand and eight or two thousand and nine. But we do have a list of referrals where you can get a referral for anywhere from a from a landscape designer who can give you the full design to a landscape architect who can do everything that you could possibly need uh to just some design build land licensed landscape contractors we we know these people we've been dealing with them for for years in some case decades uh, so we we know the quality of their work and we and we know we know we know what they do um and we're happy we're happy to give those referrals out those referrals are also available online at our website, WalterAnderson.com, and that's A-N-D-E-R-S-E-N. Uh, if you look in the navigation bar, you'll see a you'll see a tab for referrals, and you can click on that. Otherwise, you can come in if if you have specific General, questions for yeah. for you know what what can I put in this corner of the yard or what what where can I plant plant fruit trees and things like that. We can we can handle that um, in either of the store just on a walk in basis. But if you want something more formal than that, we we have people that we can refer you to. Yeah, I'm. I'm just thinking about doing uh, raised bed gardening and uh, having quite a bit of space to do that. So that's you know I don't know what really grows well out here. Yeah, that we that we can that we can help you with. You come in, we can we can walk you through, show you what's available seasonally. Uh, right now, for, for raised bed gardens, it's going to be mostly leaf crops and root crops and things like that. But for the fruit trees, that that list is on our website as well, and yeah, most of true. those will do well in Escondido. And then look for the lower chill varieties for uh, the areas as you get closer to the coast. Yeah. All right, guys. That's okay. all I wanted to know. Thanks a lot. Okay. Thanks for the call. Have a great weekend. You bet. Okay. Take care. Uh, if you want to give us a call, 888-344-1170 is the number. You know, before we took the call, we were talking about onions, and you had mm-hmm. said sets, and you had said starts. I was correct. What, what's what, what's the difference? What's I, a, is, are sets the same as starts? The sets sets are what people are mostly are more used to. Those are the bulbs that you find the in many the stores. Bulbs. The, the yeah. small little bulbs, right? right? Yes, yeah. for planting, but you don't get the variety necessarily that you want. Most of the ones are all the ones that we have in the starts. You know, I haven't looked this time, but I think the ones the sets, sets the sets that we have, which are the little onion bulbs that look like you, you know, you. Right. You bought small onions, little pearl onions. Exactly, yes. that's what they look like. Um, I, I didn't look to see if they're all short day this season. I, yet. I think they are. I think but they are. We will be getting. No, they're not short. Day. No, okay, they're, long they're not. Day. Last they're year we had the snowballs that were they're short intermediate, days. and well, well, you can check. I'll check. But the ones we're getting in in starts, which are bunches of bare root onion starts, they are. So the little, little bulb with a like a looks like a scallop, growth. right? Yeah. Yes, You've got some growth coming out of probably. Four to six inches, right. or three to five inches, and a large and bundle, a, a bundle of a bunch of plants, and we'll have those four colors of all short day onion starts to to transplant, and they transplant and keep very well because the stems, the bulb that is there, the minim, minimal amount stores the energy, and they will start growing immediately. And they take off. 
almost as quickly as your garlic cloves. The garlics took the garlic cloves took off. The garlics took the garlic. Yeah, the garlic cloves took off when I put them in. We actually started harvesting. We still have some tomatoes, so we're eating tomato. We had a salad last night with a bunch of lettuce from this year's garden already for this the winter garden. Wow, it's not even well done. Yeah, not even through the fall yet. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, George Allman. I had a an issue yesterday morning. It's dark in the morning. Yes. And normally, George is that yesterday or all mornings? That was yesterday. Okay. Uh, this morning it was a little darker because uh, it was an hour earlier. But George always talks about how the coyotes get to his persimmons, and I'm generally mo- I'm generally mocked by me because yeah. I haven't had that issue. And yesterday morning, I guess what my spotlight and I were headed down to let the chickens out, and I heard the chain link fence made a noise. It was still quiet and still out, and I just heard a little bit of noise. So I flipped on my flashlight, and there was a coyote going up the street. I'm sure it had jumped over the fence. in his mouth? No, then I went to the persimmon tree, and there were persimmons on the ground. There was a small broken branch. It was dark, but there were three persimmons on this cluster that were half eaten. I brought them so that you guys could see them. I left them in the car so you can't see them, but... Well, I saw him yesterday in your office. Last night when I got home, I went and did a further inspection upon the tree, and there are two big branches that are folded down. And I don't know if they came back after I went to work yesterday or if I just didn't notice the big branch, but there's a bunch more eaten. So last night I put a little bit of a fence around. I didn't do a very good job. but I think once they find it, they're going to be coming back as we experienced over the last two years. Thanks, George. Happy to help. I told him where to go. I said, hey, mine, ha- <laughs> mine has a fence. You're not going to be able to get to it. But if you go to David's house. yeah. Well, that's, it still just amazes me that they would even – Right. That they would even look for persimmons to eat. So You may recall when we posted a couple of years ago on one of the Wednesday Wisdoms, I think, or with the coyote pulling the fruit out of my loquat, we, we did a little excerpt from the University of California Integrated Pest Management. And there are, I think, it's 16 different fruit trees and nuts that they like, and persimmons are one of them, along I, with avocados. Interesting. On the trails, I see what look like palm seeds left behind, and that you know, it never bothered me when they were eating your fruit, <laughs> This is a whole different ballgame now. This can't stand. This cannot. <laughs> They're on different turf. Yes. Yes. When, when I was in high school, a friend of mine, she had a, she had a couple of Weimariners, and they lived in Vista and had avocado trees all over their property. And one of the, one of the dogs loved avocados and would just go out and pull the avocados off of the tree and eat avocados. That dog was so fat. It was, <laughs> it was Grow, amazing. Growing up, the golden my golden retriever used to take oranges and avocados in this one orange tree in the middle of the yard. There was never any fruit above, uh, below uh, about yeah. five feet or so. Really? Yeah. Would pull yeah them she would just go by and jump up and pull yeah. them down. That's, yes. That's funny. Uh, if you want to give us a call today, 888-344-1170 is the number. You're listening to Garden Talk here on KCBQ and KPRZ. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to be back with more right after this. Get your gardening questions answered by calling 888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. There is more Garden Talk on the way. Welcome back to Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery. 
Got a gardening question? Call 888-344-1170. 888-344-1170. Now, here's your hosts, Ken Anderson, David Ross, Mark Mahady, and George Allman. And we're back with more Garden Talk here on KCBQ and KPRZ. I'm Ken Anderson along with David Ross, Mark Mahady, and George Allman. Uh, if you want to give us a call today, 888-344-1170 is the number. Uh, as we move into November... You know what's coming up? What's coming up? Pruning and dormant spraying. Yes. For roses and fruit trees. Well, I still have three or four months to, to worry about that. <laughs> I, don't, I don't have to deal with that yet. It's, it's time to at least start thinking about it. Um, oh, that part I've done. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, whether you actually get out and do it or not. That's the, that's I the actually started on some of the fruit trees. because That's what you Dave, said. Well, you, David you, mocked me last week or the week prior because I hadn't both? done some of the... Yeah, Always. Yes. Uh, I hadn't done some of the uh, newer trees, and I said, yeah, he's right. I need to get out there. So I did a, a, about a third of our fruit trees. I'm sorry. Could you go back two sentences? About David being right? Yeah. 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 Mark that down because it's not Thank that. Thank you. It's not, Mark, it doesn't you marked that often. down. Got it. So I went out and did some of them, but we have a lot of trees, and, and it does take some time to get it done. And I don't, want to, I don't want to wait till January or February to get out and start. Have you sprayed anything yet? I sprayed my citrus because I started to have some scale on a couple of them, but nothing else yet. I do need to spray this year. I had Did you have I had fungal issues, issues last there? year, especially okay. with the plums. plums. So I'm going to what, I, I will make a commitment to all of you. What problems did you have with the plums? Uh, black spot? No, I think it was a brown rot. The, the okay. brown fuzz on the backs of the leaves. Prior to defoliation, a <laughs> little bit of uh, peach leaf curl, but not much. And I think that's because it was so dry last year. There was a little bit of peach leaf curl, but I never sprayed for that. But I, I need yeah, – I am going to spray. You're going to spray this year? Every I think we yes. mentioned it, the spicy nectoplum. Our uh, spicy was just inundated with peach leaf curl the year before. And I did, I think, three applications of copper last spring, you know, winter into the spring. And it, they turned out perfect. We had zero peach leaf. You know why no, that's that the one? That's the one with the really red foliage. Too. Yeah. Correct. Okay. You know why that was? Because it was a drier year. Yeah, had nothing to do with the copper. <laughs> had nothing to do with I all disagree. your efforts. <laughs> because I still had some on. We we had some on on an August beauty. So. Oh, okay. Peach tree. I stand I th- corrected. I think, well, you know, you don't know the microclimate. I don't know a lot. <laughs> Um, so if you're not if you're not sure what to do as far as pruning your fruit trees and your roses, you can always pick up a copy of How to Prune Fruit Trees and Roses at both of the stores. What a timely tip, Mr. Exactly. Anderson. Exactly. And our next winter pruning class will be the second Saturday for in Poway will be the second Saturday of January. Go over oh, all of it again go. to make sure we're Thank you, you know what to do. I think that's an excellent idea. Yeah, it's really you know Pruning roses, people get freaked out about it. And yeah, it's we, not. It, it's it's not that. No, it's not that hard. It's Correct. Like, oh, David can do it. So <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> it's it, not it, rocket it, science. It really, it really isn't. I mean, it, it it's it's pretty simple when once you get the once you get the basic premise of it. You just go out and you and, and even cut. if you mess up, yeah, oh, you're, they're you're very for, they're yeah. forgiving. Very, this may not get quite true. the blooms, or the, right. the look will be off for a little while. As right. long as you remember to water them. I remember when when we were in high school, Mark. They had the those planters where they had all the roses where yeah. where it came down, and every year, and they I think they were 
I think they were Queen Elizabeth's. They were huge roses. Yes. But they would come down. They would come through every winter, and they would prune them back to just a just a nub. Yeah. There was just like a ball. Yeah, like a, a yeah. Just the bud union was left. Yeah. Just about Almost, yeah. Yes. Uh, about the size of a lar- a big softball or a large grapefruit, and every year they would come back, and they by the Beautiful. end by the end of school they were yeah. they were four feet tall. Right. And, uh, so you're, they wrote most yeah. things are. Most things, once they're established, are, are, forgiving, are, pr- are pretty yes. forgiving. Correct. Yeah, you might as you, long as you, you might remember sacrifice, to water. You might sacrifice some things in the in the in the short run, but in the long run, it's it's going to be just fine. But it, you know, with fruit trees, though, you have to be careful. You have right. to know what cut you're what, fruit, you're, what yes. you're what you're pruning so that you don't cut off um, fruit bearing wood. Exactly. So, because that's a great way to not get fruit for a season or season two. Yeah. season or two is to. Uh, I, re- I recall David teaching one of the roses cl- rose classes in Poway, and he had an old, big 15-gallon pot and put on the table and just started hacking it back to almost nothing, and people, people in like, the audience <gasps> were, yeah, yeah. what are you Aghast. doing? It's not going to work. How can you cut it so far back? And they come right and back out. Exactly. I would start at the top and say, oh, this doesn't look good. Yeah, and then we'll more, take this one out more, yeah. until there was nothing left. But then for the next class, the next quarter, be there'd be tons of new yeah. growth on it. Yeah. It is, yeah. Like you said, people, uh, they want to, everybody wants to do it right and think that they have to. It's like, eh. it's, it, yeah, I mean, there's, there's ways to do it. But exactly. But it's, it's, they are forgiving. They forgiving. are very much so, yes. You know what I've seen a lot of this year that I don't ever remember seeing before, um, at least not on to, uh, other than tomatoes, is hornworms. And big. <laughs> So yeah, you, big ones. We were talking about that last night. Yes. Uh, the I can't remember which was which what they're they're the larva for sphinx moths. And um sphinx we've had we've which had are, quite a few uh Shirley's Shirley has collected a number of them in the Poway store. One of them was it was bigger than my finger. It was <laughs> a huge huge Worm and it's they're they're not tomato. It's it's not a tomato hornworm. It's I. She told me the name of it. I can't remember which one it was. I don't recall either. But, but there were twenty seven or so like different varieties. Yeah, some ridiculous, yeah. some ridiculous number of they can hornworms. do some damage. Worms. Yeah, um, but she's got she got the she's raising them. Yeah, she's she, she because she has a lot of dragon fruit and other plants that she thinks they're good pollinators for. Oh, mm. okay, that makes sense. Yeah, so um, I've, she was showing me the. Uh, chrysalis of the of the big one that she had the other day so i'm curious to see what that's gonna they, they what that's gonna turn soil into. right yeah they do yeah right. they do and so. do they have the little brown curly cue at the end of the yep yep okay yeah that weird they are little... ugly looking when you dig them out of the ground accidentally or out of the compost pile yeah they, they look uh, ali- very alien yes they do right. yeah well they're not that they're not that attractive when they're yeah not pupated too, they're kind of so. neat as a moth they're, yeah, they're, no, they're, they're neat looking moths. They're, 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 they're pretty size big. of a hummingbird, Correct. just about. Yeah, a little hummingbird. Yeah, but very short lived. I think they only, don't they don't they have like a twenty four hour lifespan or something that like I don't that. Know. I don't I don't think they live very long. That's like, so sad. It is. It is. But I, I have seen them on uh, Duranta and on Tacoma, which yeah you know. was foreign to me, and because I was thinking those are tomato hornworms, but they're not. They're just hornworms. They hornworms, and, they have, and they. They look almost exactly like a tomato hornworm, but the ones that um, the ones that Shirley was collecting had um, gold stripes down the side of them. Yeah, I just thought that was variation. Yeah, I didn't bother to 
learn. Right. Well, right. well, the chickens didn't care. No, yeah, exactly. No. But that 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 is interesting, and she took the time to figure it all out. Do the research. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's what, supposedly what pollinates. Um, Pause. Plants. <laughs> Angel trump Brugmansias. Uh, oh, really? Yeah. It's a. It's a. Um, it, well, I shouldn't say it's a hormone, but uh, it's a moth that pollinates Brugmansias. Oh, I, I see them at night in the summer out over the lantana and cruising around when I going down to lock up chickens. Flashlights out. They're they're cruising around and on the citrus in the in the spring. They're hmm. on the citrus hmm. flowers. I they and. They're all over the place. I, I was going to say, I see them fluttering around when I put the night trail camera up to look for the coyotes and such. You'll see them darting around. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't, I haven't, I haven't seen a uh, sphinx moth in years. But when I used to go back and visit Jim, I know we've talked about this before, but in Prescott, Arizona, they're out in the middle of the day. They were all over really? his salvias and his chitalpa, catalpa, uh, whatever that. Whatever it is. Yeah. A tree. But they're in the middle of the day. They we had were, one at the nursery, the hummingbird type, the um, moth that was flying around in the salvia a couple of years ago. So I saw it in the daytime. I thought it was odd to see it in the daytime like that. Yeah, that would be in, that would be somewhat unusual. Um, let's see what else have we got. Oh, uh, we had uh, chili thrips. Lots of chili thrips. Well, I told you the weather's changing. So it's colder. Is that what you're saying? They're, so cold, these, they're colder thrips. thrips okay. yeah. I think these. I don't think that's what they are. I don't have, I don't it's not they, because they're cold. It's, no, no. It's a unique type of thrip. It showed up here two or three years ago, three or four years ago. Yeah, and they are they they eat a lot of different plants, but particularly roses. They decimate roses. I mean, they don't disappear them. They don't eat them <laughs> right. to, to oblivion, right. but they sure look. They destroy bad. the leaves. They, the flower buds are shot. And and we were talking about it. I, I discovered something. I learned something new. What was that? I thought the chili thrips, well, they were destroying a lot of my flower buds on the roses, so I had that going on. But then I had something else happening to one of the flowers, which I thought was chili thrip damage. And you said, you don't, I don't think it is. It's something else. And you didn't remember what it was. And we talked back and forth. And it's something called proliferation oh, on roses. Yeah, that wasn't eating it. Right. But it's where there's a distortion in the flower, and, and it looks like little leaves are starting to come up through the top of an open flower, and it's different. There are a couple different schools of thought on what causes it, whether it's an uh, overabundance of nitrogen right. or climatic things. But uh, otherwise, other sites and, and you know edu type sites say it's probably just some genetic deformity that took place. No reason behind it. Well, see, we we used to see that relatively frequently a long time ago. Uh, when Ortho had their two-in-one right the dicyston yeah. systemic insecticide, and we always blamed it on an overabundance, so, so yeah, overusing it because right. what what typically happened was you would see you would see that type of proliferation show up on roses, and people had overfed them with the two-in-one. Right. So we always blamed it on the dicyston, but if it had the fertilizer content to it, yeah, and an overabundance of nitrogen can cause can lead to that. Then it may not have been may, may right. not so much have been the dicyston, but just an overabundance or overfeeding right. of, the, of the fertilizer right. that was in but that. But we only caution people on not using it till they bloomed once each year. That's true. For the susceptible variety. Yeah. So if it was the nitrogen, then it should not have dissipated later in the season. True. It, it w- would have been more likely 
to have been the an interaction with yeah. the dis- 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 system. system. Well, yeah, I, I can assure you, in this case, it wasn't nitrogen. Oh no, no, over, <laughs> over fertilization because there was not a lot of over fertilization on these particular plants. Yeah. Uh, if you want to give us a call, eight 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 three four four eleven seventy is the number. Andy, stay on the line. We're going to take a quick break, and we're going to talk to you when we come back. You're listening to Garden Talk here on KCBQ and KPRZ. We'll be back with more right after this. Get your gardening questions answered by calling 888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. There is more Garden Talk on the way. Welcome back to Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery. Got a gardening question? Call 888-344-1170. 888-344-1170. Now, here's your hosts, Ken Anderson, David Ross, Mark Mahady, and George Allman. And we're back. With more Garden Talk here on KCBQ and KPRZ, I'm Ken Anderson along with David Ross, Mark Mahady, and George Allman. We're going to go to the phones right now. We're going to go out to El Cajon, if I can figure out where the cursor is. <laughs> oh my God. Curses on that cursor. There it is. Okay. Andy, good morning. How are you? I'm doing wonderful. How about you guys? We're doing well. What can we do for you? Okay. Um, I have a large area that is all full of clivias on the north side of my house. Mm-hmm. They've been beautiful this year. And for some reason this year, I saw one of them flopped over, just like if a gopher had eaten the base of it, but that wasn't it. And when I lifted it up, it was rotted in that area there. I hadn't seen that before. And I was curious uh, how I treat something like that. I don't think I've ever seen the clivia rot before myself. Usually they're they're pretty bulletproof plants. You know, the... The main thing yeah. that I see that happens to them is they get sunburned. Sunburn, but if it's on yeah. the north side of your house, that certainly is not going to happen. Um, did anything change in the area as far as the Watering. irrigation is yeah. concerned? More water or, or less water? Or? Um, no, it's pretty much it's the same. Maybe a little bit less. I did have a little time. I had a I have a, a drip irrigation there, and it happened to uh, get a leak, so I shut it off for a little while to fix it. But other than that, that was it. But it was totally rotted in the bottom. I have seen insects get in there and do damage to the the bases of those before. Um, and I don't know if something got in there and caused some damage and then it rotted out after. But some of the older stems can can do, can kind of die down and, and, and disappear as the rest of the rhizome, as the rest of the colony kind of continues. And unless mulch was added or something that would have hold, held water to the base, right? I can't imagine the rot being the cause, but probably a result of something else that happened there. Mm. Is just yeah. the one plant? There would be a plant right next to it that's just doing absolutely fine. But they're, it's, they're, I've had them there for like 20 years, and they really grow well. It's just This year was just the odd year. I had probably five or six of them that had rotted on the base. And they weren't right next to each other. They were in the hole. It's a bed that's probably 30 feet long and three feet wide. Mm. So 
It was just odd. I, I'd never seen that, so I didn't know how to treat something like yeah, that. Yeah, that is odd. I, I don't I know would, that you have to do anything to treat it. I mean, yeah, I, I would probably, I would, I would tend to agree with David that it, my, my thought would be that there, that the rot was secondary to something else happening to it. Uh, and if you haven't changed, if you haven't really changed much of anything else in the area, then maybe there was some kind of a, uh, it, insect damage that, that, Damaged the base of the plant, and that that allowed the that allowed the pathogens to to grow and get multiply and get get in there. Um, yeah, the, the one thing yeah. that I found that talks about clivia and root rot or crown rot is typically it says excessive Boyster. or Boyster. incorrect watering. But you know you've been successful with it, so if, if I would check and just make sure nothing's changed with drainage or water getting piling up in one area. Right. All right. Yeah. Well. Thank yeah. you very much for taking the call. <laughs> Any, anytime. I wish we had a more definitive answer exactly. for you, but uh, I would I would take I would take a look and, and and see if you see if you can find anything that's that's crawling around in the soil or or down at that level and uh, and yeah. take take appropriate action on on that. But that, that I think I think that's probably what's happened is something has cut something has gone in there has damaged it and that's what has allowed the the rot to to form. And if I could add, if you have a, if you have a piece that looks like it's failing, dig it up, bring it into the nursery. We can yeah. look under the microscope and see if we can help identify what might be the problem. Yeah, you can bring you can bring a sample into either of the stores. We'd be happy to take a look at it and see if we can figure something out for cool. you. Well, the good news is the rhizomes that are around it are starting to see new growth popping up. So, oh, good. Yeah, it's, so I was going to say, I mean, yeah, if everything's going well other than those, and why that's happening, I don't know. But I would just kind of yeah. clean that stuff up and and. Uh, Hopefully it'll just grow right back out. Yeah, it should. It should come back. They are. They are a pretty. Pretty bulletproof plant. Especially on the north side of the house. Yeah, exactly. there you go. That's exactly. a perfect place for them. All right. Thank you very much. Yeah, thanks, Andy. Hey, you have a great weekend. You too. Okay. Take care. We are terribly unable to help you. <laughs> yeah. Um. It's probably yeah, because a, we never that, we don't see that very many problem. issues a, with those. That, like, said, I, like they, I said, the big the biggest thing sunburn. is sunburn. Exactly. Yeah, and like I, they make them look like make them look lousy. But yeah, and with I, that they'll grow. They even with that they kind of grow through it. You yeah. know, what I mean, they'll, they'll yeah. look ugly for quite a while. But yeah, I I burned the heck out of them yeah, before, and they yeah come back. Doesn't they, kill them. They just it makes doesn't them kill them. It just makes ugly. them look bad exactly. for a few months, and they exactly. grow right back out of it. So so true. Uh, let's see. Once again, classes today at nine o'clock in San Diego. It's going to be innovative new organic pest control with Tom Perkins, and at nine thirty in Poway, it's going to be how to properly plant trees and shrubs with Tyler Trimble from Backyard Fruit. And that really is, and like we said, that's one of the keys to uh, success. being success, exactly. being successful with your uh, landscaping and gardening is properly planting. Well, we've had some discussions on air about proper planting because some of the edu sites that you so happily tout tout here don't they want you to dig a hole and throw it in the ground and i don't know that we all agree with that and i agree with you that we don't agree okay and so i'd be interesting to i might actually listen to tyler to see what he has to say about that because let them figure out how to to live in the soil they're in yeah let's let the new baby learn how to eat and take care of itself. Right. I, yeah, our soil is not good here. I almost said a bad yeah. word. Bad word. Yeah. Yeah. Our soil is not good here, and 
plants need some help in crummy soils. Well, you know, I I think about it, and orchids, for example, when you're plant, you, you don't just plant orchids in, in potting soil. No. Whatever, there's so many different varieties of orchids, and they all have different growing, they all have different media that they grow in. When you're growing orchids, you try to duplicate their na- their natural their natural conditions as much as you possibly can. You don't just throw them in a in a pot full of dirt and and, and let that and hope exactly. that they're going to exactly. adapt and grow in it. You you try to you try to give them what they what they what they that's what exactly they the need. premise of Chuck McClung's book on orchids. Right. When he teaches the orchid classes. You you can be successful with the many different types of orchids simply by rep and all plants. He speaks to that on all plants, but by replicating their natural environment. Know where they come from. Yeah, know where they come from and what they need. So that kind of contradicts the premise of dig a hole dig a hole and stick it in the ground. Right. Yeah. But so. there are places in the country and in the world where right. I, you, you can, can do, do that. that. It's true. Right. Where there is soil. Right. We just don't have we soil, don't which have I that. think is the... Yeah, we yeah. have dirt, Tom. You're, is that where you're going? Just plain Well, no, dirt. there's another word oh, that <laughs> we're not going to use. We have yeah. dirt, and we, t- we always speak of making a healthy soil correct with organic material and the microbial life you know the bacteria microbial fung- activity please say the, it the, correctly the fungal <laughs> the fungus that we want growing in the soils so you can't get that in dirt and and crummy clay and right. and heavy heavy clay and rocs and stuff yeah. plants don't like that it's not conducive no, no. well and, and native you know, chaparral plants do but well, well yeah, let's think you, you look around at you look around at areas of san diego where it's where it's just native vegetation there's not much there. I mean, it's it, nice stuff for its environment. Well, it's it's a natural it's, care. It's kind of but that's not generally what we're talking right. about here and what people are going for. Yeah. yeah. You've been listening to Garden Talk here on KCBQ and KPRZ. I'm Ken Anderson along with David Ross, Mark Mahady, and George Allman. We're going to be back next Saturday with another hour of Garden Talk. Have a great weekend, everybody, and have a safe Halloween. Thanks for joining us on Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery, your source for gardening, landscaping, and horticulture news. Still have a question for the Garden Talk crew or want to learn more about the show, how to become a guest or sponsor? Send an email to askanexpert at walteranderson.com. That's askanexpert at walteranderson.com or visit walteranderson.com. There's more professional gardening advice next week at this same time on Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery. This program is sponsored by Walter Anderson Nursery. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.